Hi, sweetheart. Hi, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, but I'm a bit not worried. But this is my baby. This this topic that we're talking about okay, today. Okay. Okay. Um, something that's very near、she? and dear to my heart,、mm-hmm. and I hope we execute it well and we're able to do it justice. Right. Tell everyone what you're on about. Um. So today's topic, which I'm probably I'm sure you've seen from the title of the podcast, is white collar crime versus blue collar crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want meaning. To,、uh, so basically, no, I'll get into the meaning.、Um, so basically, I want to get into the merits of each of them、um, because, and so just so just for context, blue collar crime is a crime that's done by,、um, say, the person in your ends or、mm-hmm. um, like just like a low level criminal essentially grabbing grabbing the grandma's handbag. Yeah, out of her yeah, exactly.、Hand. Yeah, <laughs> crimes that tend to have more physical consequences on people. Um, or the odd bit of drug trafficking, or、um, mm-hmm. yeah, other like crimes and misdemeanors that society very much is disapproving of,、mm-hmm. and rightly so.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then white collar crime is the crimes that are done typically by corporations and governments in、mm-hmm. some cases,、um, way more organized,、mm-hmm. harder to pin down. It's like. I, it's like It pinning、networks. down. It's like pinning down jelly in a courtroom because、mm-hmm. they come lawyered up,、mm-hmm. and yeah. But my the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because even though people tend to be less hostile towards white collar crimes, I think they're worse. Yeah, and you're gonna make that case today. Yeah, I'm gonna make the case. I'm gonna hopefully out you know yeah present the facts to you. Talk about some of the ramifications,、um, and. Yeah, just can I ask you a question? What、me. got you interested in this topic in the first place? Why are you Why are you keen to talk to, about it today? Well, I feel like because obviously the past maybe what past four years, ever since the Brexit vote, I've I've been indoctrinated into the world of politics. <laughs> um, not, not you mean by, just being politically engaged? Yeah, being politically <laughs> right, engaged, <laughs> not by choice, just because it's all messed up. Out of necessity, and, yeah. Just like what on earth? I can tell something bad is happening, and I'm like, "What's going on?"、Um, and then remember that episode we when we did about red flags.、Mm. And my biggest one is that I hate when like narcissists or or sociopaths or、um, mm-hmm. basically screw people over knowingly.、Mm. Um, so the combination of being more politically engaged and then also investing. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously, when I'm investing, I'm looking at the merits、um, of each company, and I'm a what you call an ESG investor, so I care about the morals behind、What's、those companies. ESG? So ESG stands for、um, Environment Social. I forgot the G. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the G in ESG stands for. Damn. Oh, well, you can check out the Finance Two Point Zero podcast. Yeah, which goes I, into yeah this. I think I got it then, but yeah. <laughs> So obviously, if a company is not an ESG company or ESG rated, that means they're doing something wrong.、Mm-hmm. So, for example, it could be tobacco sales, or it could be、um, oil, oil, or、yeah. it could be、um, just things that are just not good.、Mm-hmm. Like in theory, all stocks should technically be ESG stocks. The fact that we're investing in 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 non ESG stocks and making I it's like,、um, do you remember? Is it that movie?、Um, Uh, diamonds for forever.、Um, Kanye West referenced it、um, at the beginning with the blood diamonds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Like,、yeah. so people like diamonds. They're all shiny, but 
yeah, you're actually funding this whole system. Yeah. yeah so, I and more times than none, it's unwittingly as well. Mm. And I think that's a big part of what plays into this and why there's such a discrepancy between the two, um, the two types of crime, which is so. Over this, I've been on a journey. Essentially, I've become more aware of it, and as I've become more aware of it, I've become even more angry about it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously mixing the whole the fact that um. I'm remembering South Park about the uh, when he took the DNA test and is like, oh, find your victim or what was it? Okay, oh, they're just talking about DNA, the the twenty three of me type thing where yeah. people are desperate to like find any any ethnic minority within their DNA yeah, so, they so that they can claim victim. Vi- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously I'm twenty percent victim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. That's like taking the piss. But yeah, yeah one of them was like, "I'm 4% African American, so I can say the N word." Yeah, it's <laughs> <So, laughs> like a fully white guy in an office. South Park is like a different level, but yeah, no, just um, yeah, obviously being a black guy, like you're more time than none painted as like a would be criminal. If like yeah, if he was in a room and of like a hundred people, and everyone has to like guess like ah. Uh, um, who's who's a criminal? Paint, in paint a picture for me yeah. of what a criminal <laughs> looks like. <laughs> I'm sure I'd probably make it to like the quarterfinals yeah. or like to get what I'm saying. <laughs> Everyone in this room is innocent, but in terms of like suspicion or, or yeah. whatever, yeah. Um, I I I wouldn't be knocked out in the group stages, like. Or I, and, that, not... and that's on institutionalized. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I'm um, like I have. As a result, I have a hyper awareness of like criminality. Yeah. I and mean, we saw too from the um, the, and we've talked about this in the BLM episodes we've yeah. done uh, that. Yeah, stop and search is like a real issue in the in London and in New York as well. I think they have. I think they call it stop and frisk or something. Yeah. Um, and just like and the war on drugs. Wait, was that brought in by Giuliani or was that Bloomberg uh, in in New York? <sighs> One of the two of them is like famed for it. No, it's one of the two only. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely right. one of the two. But I feel yeah. like it's Giuliani. Yeah, one of them went no, like went no. ham on. Oh, we should on, probably fact check yeah. this. But my point is, is that <laughs> sorry, there is a real there is a real human cost to the institutionalized racism in that way, where higher rates of imprisonment, longer sentences for the same crimes. Um, when you compare that to white people doing the same thing, um, this also affects Asian people as well in, in the uk that kind of the that bme category yeah um and they not only do they face higher levels of imprisonment but they also have stricture uh what's the word they're more likely to be in like um solitary confinement yeah. or in the maximum security prisons i want to touch on that later yeah yeah so yeah like from your perspective there is that that yeah real, so it's like that's that that what what do we call that that kind of um, i don't know what the feeling is but it's it's, it's I like think, i'm next yeah not i'm next but like yeah i could be confused with or i could like i think yeah. i expressed it early in previous episodes um when we did the blm stuff um yeah about what it feels it's part sadly to say it's part of my personal black experience mm. which is like constantly trying to like be soft or yeah overcompensating and yeah. like not like doing what I doing my damnedest to essentially not come off as like a criminal. Yeah. Um. So it's very. So so. Yeah, and the, you find it especially insult, insulting when people ask me like, for drugs. That's that's yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that just I pisses was, me off beyond. Yeah, all I didn't even have to finish my sentence. Like, he knew exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> if you want to, tr- if you want to see me publicly rip someone apart, just 
get that person to ask to buy drugs off I've of been me. there too. I've seen it. it it's, yeah. Yeah. I'll never cool. forget. There was one guy, just quickly, I'll, I'll get back on topic. Coming out of Surrey Key Station, he asked me for drugs. Um, He was like suited and booted. And then like... Really? Yeah. So I imagine we've just come A white collar tra- type. Yeah, mm. We're coming off the train. So he's just come from Canary Wharf likely. Yeah. Yeah. So he probably got on at Canada Water, came down one stop to, to Surrey Keys. We got off the train now, walking through the corridors. He comes up to me and starts asking me for drugs. I flipped my lid and then I started screaming out. I was like, okay, look, so out of everybody here, you decided to come mm-hmm. and ask the black guy for drugs. Like, I, I just made it, I wanted to make it publicly like audible and clear. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, sorry, mate. No, I wasn't, it wasn't like that. And I was like, like, I started having to like detail like my life and the fact that I've got ambitions. I'd been to uni. I'm trying to get into the media industry. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time for no like... And that's not to say that people that are working hard are not also entitled to be drug dealers on the side or anything. Or that drug <laughs> not dealers entitled. Don't have, I don't, strongly don't suggest have, you don't go down that route. <laughs> don't have. I'm not like. Yeah. I'm not. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Not it's not to, to say that you wouldn't have been in this situation yeah. where you like, if you wanted to, you could yeah, be a drug uh, yeah, dealer. But, but that's very I'm being much unduly not, kind here. But yeah, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's I so just, against your moral. Like, yeah, I, I felt I felt so aggrieved. How old were just, you when this happened? This was like well, I was in my twenties. Like not even this isn't too far ago, mm. too long ago. It's just it, yeah. Anywho, yeah. So look, what I'm, was his demeanor? Sorry, I'm just, I'm curious. I've never heard the story. He before. looked like he's so, been like think of your your bog standard Canary Wharf worker. That that's that, <laughs> that guy. That but then guy. he sounds quite Cockney. The way you that yeah, impression but you Cockney just peeps work here. No, I'm um, saying I'm just like trying to get a gauge. Like, so what was his? Um, was he quite polite? Was he what? Was he trying to like get down on? Oh yeah, like mate, mate. Was yeah, he, trying he was to be trying all to like come that? down to my. But level. I reckon that's not even his voice. Yeah, though. he probably doesn't speak like that no, when he's, he's speaking prob- to his clients or. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Just... He he. So even in his demeanor, he's trying to like sound more like street or something. Yeah, that's that's funny. It wasn't. Uh, it was not the one. But anywho, look. How I'm long s- was that interaction? Sorry, sorry, sorry. How long was that interaction? That just total probably like a minute tops because i stormed off i got so like and when you're telling him his life your life story what do you mean by that like you were saying it- I, I was just basically pushing back and just trying to explain to him that you done messed up mm-hmm. by picking me out of everybody mm-hmm. like i am not your plug i am not the one today i am not the one and i was also making the point because i um i wanted to basically get across to him don't ever try this again with any black person mm. that was my main my mm. main aim and intention it wasn't to like um vindicate or free myself it was no. to basically force him to rethink who he thinks is a drug dealer mm. because that's part of the problem like and we're going to touch on this like the hostile general the, hostility that was we he feel. just like a, was he affronted and defending himself or, was, or did was, he do you feel like he took that lesson i i felt like he was like very apologetic um but it's it really always are like i've done this like maybe two like three or four times like mm-hmm. there was one time at a festival in manchester same situation um and that <laughs> 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 sorry i was so pissed with that guy as well I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just, don't get me wrong yeah i know drugs are sold at festivals but don't, still don't try i'm sorry i'm not i'm not here for that um and that was a proper... It's just so ironic to me because yeah. you're the la- literally the last person I can think of I... in my life that will be remotely interested yeah, in drugs, like, let, no, alone, like, let alone let exactly. alone selling them. Like, it's yeah. just... 
<laughs> it just seemed no. But anywho, look, I'm I'm saying all this to say that over the past couple of years, I am, sorry, the tangent was yeah, real. That was very cool, one. though. I am very very sensitive to criminality and crime <laughs> and justice. Um, I even I would we've well, been to, stopped and searched as well. Like yeah, I would love to do a podcast one day about um restorative justice. By the way, mm-hmm. um, just saying, like I've I've. I've taken an interest in in matters of justice. Um, So let's bring it back to today. Mm -hmm. I actually have a structure today, so it's not going to be complete tangents. Um, Should I give them the the chapters? Yeah, just just get into it. All right, so cool. So the first chapter we just um, were about to go into is like the injustice when of the no, basically the scale of the two crimes. And let's go for it then. Okay, all right, we'll just go into it. Um, So. Um, just to help set the context and set the frame, I've sent this to you. Um, oh, you have? So, oh, right, let me check my notion. <laughs> yeah, go on. All right, so I wanted to get like a direct case study. I didn't want it just to be um, conjecture or anecdotal evidence. Okay. Um, so we've both done some research on this. Um, so the first one I'd like to talk about is a little bank called HSBC. So basically, just to give you guys, we're just gonna um, go through some case studies and just like bring this issue to life, so to speak. Um, So HSBC, what do you know about them, Sophia? Uh, They're a bank and they're, um, you know, global and all that. Yeah, Uh, the world's local bank was their tagline at one point. mm. Um, Also, ashamedly, um, they are my personal bank. (laughs) I can't believe it. (laughs) Right, okay. Um, so yeah so what's your feeling about banks before I go into this well like, just that they're bad people they're, they're, you know why do you think they're bad like where, where does that come from well because they're, they're profiting off of the money you're putting in yeah yeah and you better hope they don't do something mad with it where you can't ever get it back okay alright so let's go into HSBC okay so, <laughs> <laughs> stop they, setting me up just tell me what one. <laughs> Alright, so just to set the context of white collar crime, so HSBC have two big misdemeanors in their history. So I'm sure there's probably been um, more in the past, but these two are very, very recent. In 2012, along with loads of other banks, but in this specific case, um, HSBC was essentially, you know, a Mr. El Chapo. Yeah. He was their bank of. Um, he was their bank of choice. They were his bank of choice. Yeah, they were his bank of choice. Mm -hmm. So, 881 million pounds, I mean, dollars, sorry. Yeah. Of illicit, ill-gotten gains Mm -hmm. through the, like, Mm -hmm. through drug trade and drug trafficking. Um, They basically, like, helped him move that money around and helped him in the process of money laundering and cleaning that cash. Mm -hmm. Um, It was so bad to the point that in HSBC Mexico... They set up um, special sized boxes to handle the vast sums of money that was being deposited oh in like in rapid speed. They're like, oh yeah, like let's improve our customer service. Oh, I know. El, <laughs> Chapo, El Chapo. El yeah. Chapo's our number one customer. Yeah. What would El Chapo want? I know. Let's how about we instead of getting more pens or um in the queue, let's, you know, increase the size of our deposit boxes so that El Chapo's lads can, you know, drop the money in say yeah. hi to linda and, and then bounce like in record time okay um so and you, the u.s um like obviously they went ham on el chapo and then they found out that um yeah because they were mad that they weren't profiting off of it yeah Best believe they're <laughs> just mad they're just salty that mexico was doing something <laughs> right 
Or do yeah. Abby Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, all, right. all of their yeah. banks are not exactly anyway. Yeah, so anywho, um, yeah, that's a good point actually. That's probably the reason why. Yeah, they no, it's like, not. It's not because of any moral high ground. This is so bad when you think about it. Yeah. Right. Anyway, go on to the point. To the point. Okay. So to the point. So um, <laughs> I'm eating a biscuit. If you can hear that, sorry about that. All right. So what happened was was they got found out, um, and that it it just so happened that they they knew this was going on, but they just decided to look the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like intentionally like blamed it on like oh communication errors and um <laughs> right uh, okay but, you, you know the usual poor, poor linda didn't yeah, fill like, in the books right yeah or like oh that was a bad exec let's fire him and we took back his bonus and and all of this like mm-hmm. um ceremonial stuff now this is the weird bit um so the department for justice in the u.s the attorney general whoever was running this case i'm not sure if it was a local level or if it was at the federal level um they didn't prosecute mm-hmm. so instead they did a thing called um a dpa which stands for deferred prosecution agreement mm-hmm. um so they basically let them off with a 1.9 billion fine and the hsbc um also promised to mend its ways and to get on top of it and to okay ne- um never let this shame come their way again um and then like they pretended to do so and then roll forward eight years to now 2020 um (laughs) so basically an international consortium of international journalists and buzzfeed um came across um came across a a document leak from fincen so fincen is um the how can i put it stands for financial crime enforcement network so what what they expect from these banks is if they suspect that any of their wealthy customers are doing anything, they have to tell FinCent about it. Um, but the problem is, is they tell FinCent about it, but there's then no, um, there's no like rationale, not rationale, there's no incentive for them to do anything about it. And then also as well, they're making money off of these trades. They're just being like, yo, wealthy Bob over here is moving 300 billion. Mm-hmm. We told you don't say that we didn't tell you um and then also as well it, it came out that you know fin sent this organization so they only have 270 employees and on and typically in each year there's um the banks file two million reports with okay, so it's just impossible to keep up exactly and on average um across... i'm loving that buzzfeed was at the forefront of this what is going on buzzfeed <laughs> yeah. come through with the investigative journalism and then, i thought you were just about cat quizzes yeah that's what i thought <laughs> i got a funny story what about character that, of friends are you yeah. like yeah <laughs> so then um buzzfeed basically also um in their reports listed that money laundering approximately five billion is moved around each day not even each year or or five billion five billion um with hsbc of dirty cash you know not just um, oh just generally yeah yeah what those two billion yeah exactly kind of um, submissions are yeah so five billion times 365 you do the math i won't but yeah yeah so anywho, um, so again, um, so when this document leak came out, um, they saw who was there, HSBC, who apparently was <laughs> there. Supposed she is to again, have, yeah, silly supp- Billy, <laughs> supposed to have mended their ways. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and yeah, like they were involved in like Ponzi schemes um, where like investors were basically being tricked into investing into like um, fake scams and stuff. Jeez. In one of the cases, um, one of the people that was roped into the scheme. So, you know, um, Ponzi schemes are essentially um, pyramid schemes. Yes. So like you recruit somebody and then they recruit somebody else and then the money flows upwards. Yeah. Um, one of the um, people involved in that, this guy who owned like a vineyard in France and stuff, um, he enlisted um, he enlisted uh, investors, I forgot from where, but anyway, he was able to get 80 million out of the people that he was able to rope into it. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately, like a month or two later, once the revelation came out, he was killed. So Whoa. this is having, it's not just, oh, they're moving money around. No, they're, no. They're, this is having like actual ramifications on like- it, Yeah, there's, there's a human cost Yeah, to it. there's collateral damage from this. Yeah. Like, for example, the people that are being exploited by drug trafficking gangs to um, sell the drugs or enlisted in the process of like actually making it. Like this isn't just yeah. some fluffy like, oh, um, yeah, El Chapo moved $881 million um, through HSBC. Yeah, like, no big no, deal. Yeah. Th- this is blood money. This is yeah. like, this is people on the other side of the drug transaction, like here in the UK, that are taking coke and then are losing their lives. Or th- mm. it's a massive web. It's not just uh, they moved money. Like they are just as HSBC and all these other banks are just as guilty by like being by the facilitators. Yeah, because yeah, they're essentially facilitating this. Because okay, what's if they're because what's the incentive for the person trafficking these drugs like if they can't spend their own money mm. and then without the services that these banks provide they won't be able to enjoy their so-called ill-gotten gains mm-hmm. um so yeah so again i'm um, coming back to so back in 2012 nothing happened again slap on the wrist 1.9 billion and just promise that you'll change your ways speed forward to 2020 same thing again yeah they just like, find them yeah. yeah, and then the um the case hasn't been brought yet because the prosecutors are still going through all of the files. Again, mm. as I said, like There's typical to government agency, it's two hundred and seventy people. This is yeah, why yeah, this yeah. thing takes time. And then, what's to say that they're not just going to get another slap on the wrist, um, in the future, or just get like another mini fine? And there's so many examples. Deutsche Bank, um, same ex- same situation. Like they're all like because. Banks obviously make money by lending money to people or financing or they get fees off of like moving money around and stuff. Yeah. Um, so they don't really have an incentive to like go after these criminals. Yeah. They at the end of the day they they've they, got shareholders. They make a little fight. Yeah, they, yeah, they make a little bit on the side from it. Yeah. They yeah. got shareholders that want them to make money. Yeah. And then this is a way for them to do it. Yeah. And then what's worse is is that governments um that are charged with trying to like regulate it essentially leave it to them to make, like mark their own homework. So mm. in the US all they have to do is just um file these reports and then nothing happens. Or yeah. like, say for example, the UK is like a big, massive. Um, didn't, like, didn't you just find out that London is the most popular place in the world for um, money laundering? For money laundering, yeah, big time, yeah, massive. And then what we don't realize is that okay, so they've facilitated this money laundering. This money laundering then like uses like a web of different um, things to enact it. So for example, um, mirror trades or um, housing people and these fraudsters are buying houses and then yeah, selling the them. Yeah, the Westminster, City of Westminster Council is 
has what what did we see 11,000 properties yeah, are laundered money yeah and then we're currently sitting in the second highest in the country Kensington and Chelsea like 5,000 yeah. Yeah, yeah and then we forget about it but like if you go down the the money train or the the trail it then affects the likes of us who like, can't afford to yeah, buy a house yeah, exactly yeah. because these money launderers are basically hiking houses. up the price yeah exactly we don't see how like how far reaching the consequences of these um yeah. How, it, how it's um, inflating house prices for for everyone, the yeah. lower class, and yeah. then also as well, like think about um, tax um, tax revenues that are being dropped. Um, the fact is, what like I, I keep thinking about this. You know, this whole ideology of like small government or don't make the government too big. Yeah. Well, this is a consequence of that as well because now look, you don't have the people and the bodies to be able to go after these people. Yeah. And every time you do find like a loophole, like I guarantee this loophole has been found, they're now going to be onto the next one. Like yeah, these, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it, a cat chasing a tail. Yeah, exactly. And then like these people are so well networked, they're so organised. They've yeah. probably got people in the government that can slow down legislation and on all sorts. Well, yeah, that goes to the other thing of um, lobbying. Yeah. Can I talk about my example? Yeah, go on. Um. So there's, uh, you've heard of Johnson & Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Baby powder and all that. Um, they, <laughs> baby oil. Well, no, the, well, so here's an example of the baby powder, the talcum powder. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had many a lawsuit uh, where they've been ordered to pay hundreds of millions of dollars um, to people that have developed ovarian cancer uh, as part of their using the powders. Um, and they've, yeah, so they paid hundreds of millions of dollars on one occasion, uh, four hundred seventeen. On another, three hundred forty-seven. Another seventy-two. You know, and all of it is whilst they claim no responsibility, they refuse to acknowledge. They just say that they're doing these settlements because they just want to overcome the uh, kind of the um, the immovable process they just I want think, to sort of put put a line in the sand look we're not we're not wrong and we didn't do anything but we're just going to pay you just to kind of shut this I whole think thing they up need to stop that this business of settlements needs to like you should get a settlement after the the, the prosecution has handed the verdict like you shouldn't be doing it yeah. before like it's just it's not right they also found um that basically there was asbestos in the powder um mm-hmm. and that's why it was kind of and it, it was linked repeatedly to of women who developed ovarian cancer and part of that and there's several chemicals in the baby powder um and they tried to re-engineer it to sort of increase confidence but eventually they stopped selling the talc powder in the us and canada i think and they still sell it here and yeah. other places um but the the whole gist of it their kind of defense initially was that well actually our powder is not used by babies it's used mostly by adults <laughs> oh come on or whatever, yeah, whatever. Just in the gym, yeah, when people are clapping oh, their hands. Oh, crazy. Um, so then, so that's one. So like, basically, this idea of like, we will just pay, we'll we'll pay to take the problem away, right? We'll just yeah. remove, we'll we'll, we'll remove all kind of um, uh, I don't know, sus on us if we just get this over with. But <laughs> it kept happening. So much among us. But it just kept happening. Um, the other thing is that they they lobby a lot. Um, so there's there's a few. Uh, kind of cases of this where they try to sort of get away from the US government um, so they settled lit- litigation um, to uh, for 70 mil uh, for foreign bribery case cases so mm-hmm. basically evidence that they were um, 
bribing doctors in Greece, Poland and Romania to obtain businesses and sell their drugs, right? <sighs> so they had to pay off for that. Uh, there's also this... Oh, this is really awful. They they concealed uh, side effects of their drug Risper- Risperidol. Mm-hmm. Risperidol, sorry. Uh, which is a I- antipsychotic medication. Um, and they tried to get people to, to doctors and pharmacists and, you know, because the, the thing is as well as the healthcare system in the US is privatized. So they, so you can lobby in that way. You can yeah. kind of pay people to sell your products, essentially. It's like team sponsorships and football. Yeah. Um, and they didn't tell enough people what the side effects of their, uh, their drugs were. And... Yeah, so they basically, because they concealed the adverse effects of their drugs, they essentially had to settle again, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars um, in civil settlements. Um, And they've also been part of uh, congressional investigations as part of this drug as well. Mad, mad, mad. And then it just, it keeps going on. Like, they've had to recall a bunch of stuff because there was, um, (laughs) like, extra strength drugs that they didn't, like, didn't give enough information about um at one point they've had to recall a a a drug tylenol which is like a paracetamol type thing they had to recall it because it was laced with cyanide and killed hundreds of people uh like mad madness okay and then all of this stuff that i'm looking up i mean this is on this is on wiki i I don't really go too much into it but like all of it is just they just paid more money. They just paid more yeah, money. Exactly. Just paid pay more your money. Way out of it. It's just disgusting. Literally. So then that's one example. And then another one is um oh just generally that they've they're now the most recent thing is that they are oh God, they're just basically um in the midst of this uh, opioid epidemic kind of discussion where Oh wait, that that, that was featured on Patriot Act, right? They're being partly yeah. blamed for the opioid related overdose deaths um in the US. Uh, because of they of of their their drugs as well. Um, there's there's hundreds of opioid related cases that have been filed against. Five hundred cases have been filed against them, um, and their competitors. So, just yeah, the kind of the um, the negligence as far as uh, you know promoting these drugs and and not providing enough information about them or directly contributing to the opioid crisis. In another. Uh, example mm-hmm. sort of taking a left turn here um i don't know if anyone or many people have heard of monsanto uh i definitely haven't but it is a transnational corporation um it's recently been bought by kind of connected to the pharmaceutical industry what we just talked about um bayer which is a german com- uh, german tnc but the and actually, they they were they're, on so my they're, um, they're like GlaxoSmithKline, yeah, that, exactly, that type yeah, of company. yeah, yeah. Um, and Monsanto was initially created as a chemicals company, and then it conveniently transitioned to <sighs> agriculture, which is just great. So they basically are the sort of the founding one of the founding companies that created GMOs, genetically modified crops. Um, and there's debates around whether that's good or bad that, as a concept, but the the gist is that you can genetically modify a species of crop that can then become an invasive species mm. versus, like um, when set against local species of corn, for example, yeah. right? And then it can sort of obliterate 
local species or the natural organic species right so it has no chance of thriving on its own so an example of this is that when um this is this is like next level but they i mean there's so many cases of this you could you could literally like run out of time talking about monsanto and the number of legal cases that have been had globally so they've had they've had shit with the uk with the us um with uh the eu um this is an example in haiti so there was the haiti earthquake in 2010 and they donated a bunch of seeds they're basically a seed company so wait 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 wait. let's let's let me just ram that one home so you're trying to tell me in haiti there was a natural disaster these people are already on their knees and then they're trying to as part of the recovery process give these people that are already on their knees genetically modified seeds no listen oh wait go on hit me so basically they donated i mean they donated money for disaster relief but they also donated 475 tons of corn and vegetable seeds right but then there was like a bit of a issue where like it was threatened threatened local varieties of what they've what they what they've got um and there was a bunch of farmers that protested and that kind of thing my point is is that monsanto if you actually trace back like they it's the food we eat it's just the food all of us eat Mm -hmm. is is um is controlled by a handful of companies that have the monopoly on the on the uh, the seeds and the the farmers that produce the food that we eat. Yeah. So the likes of Del Monte, you know, the the, the stickers on the bananas yeah. and the peaches and all that. Like that's an ex- another example, and that's why buying fair trade is so important because you're supporting farmers end to end, like yeah. from from um, farm to table, and making sure that they're paid a living wage, that they are producing crops in the way that they see fit, that they're not being they're not being manipulated or or forced you yeah exactly forced yeah. exactly forced uh to produce in a certain way or use these certain pesticides um another thing that uh monsanto Sounds did like they're conveniently creating their own problems yes the other thing they did was uh was a really big one most recently um as recent as 2020 um so since they got bought out by bayer they've had they've had to settle over a hundred thousand uh lawsuits regarding their pesticide their weed killer yeah called roundup um they've had to pay billions of dollars in settlements um because the roundup uh weed killer has carcinogens in them what's and a they, carcinogen uh, cancer causing chemicals oh my days and basically it's again kind of going back to the johnson johnson thing like there, there's these companies that just for profit produce produce product that is um not safe because it's the cheapest way to do it or it's you know most cost effective and uh regardless of the human cost of it and many cases have come out of uh, people who have developed cancer based on the on on using this weed killer um and again same same story paying out money no real kind of you know consequences for the for their actions and they tend to also just say that they're not taking we're not taking a responsibility we're just going to pay this so that's so that it's done um there's there's cases in india china brazil the uk the us uh dating back to the 1980s and beyond where you can trace just how they've um 
you know, how they've conducted themselves and how they just Sounds continue like to get away with really it. Sounds like they're really comfortable with the idea of ending up in litigation and in court scenarios. Well, yeah. I mean, how is it that after all of that, Bayer still thinks, oh yeah, good company, we'll buy them. So they bought <sighs> they bought Monsanto for 66 mil. Because they want and to And not even two years later, they're yeah. having to pay out more on settlements for the most recent weed yeah. killer. They don't care. But Bayer is the same company that I have for my birth control. You can't get out of it. Yeah. Like, you're like one. When you go enough, pharmacy, yeah. when you go, when I get subscribed, whatever, mm-hmm. and I go to the pharmacy, I pick it up. You don't get to control who, who, yeah, because whose who packet it comes from. Has signed up with. Well, it's who the NHS yeah. has signed up with. It's just what comes through, right? Like, so <laughs> the Boy. same company that is pro- so God knows, right? Like, it doesn't. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Those are like the two kind of cases, like one, and I, I suppose they're kind of linked to each other in the sense that there's these like the, <laughs> the use of chemicals or like just the complete negligence around that. But then even compared with mine, it's just like um, with the HSBC example, it just seems to be the same, like number one, lax attitude in terms of like going after these companies and the companies themselves also seem emboldened in terms of like being able to enact and commit these crimes. Yeah. Um. And then even when they do get caught, they just, like, pay the fine and carry on. Well, the other thing, too, is they lobby U.S. governments yeah. or, or um, you know, that's part of why this movement to try and remove corruption out of politics yeah. is, is exactly this. So that companies like Monsanto don't have a lobby hold, or, yeah. like, yeah, don't have a way to, like, oh, look, we'll pay for your campaign yeah. or we'll donate money to your election campaign if you sort us out when you get in. And that's yeah. exactly what happens. Boy, feels like I have to take a bit of a step down now because, like, we've just discussed these, like, really heinous crimes and stuff and now we have to compare it to Blue Collar, which is just, like, what somebody shoplifted in Poundland or... Wow, well, look, or that doesn't take away physical, how traumatic yeah. that might be for someone. If I'm a shop, if I'm a shopkeeper, if yeah. I'm a news, you know, owning news agents and someone comes in with a gun and yeah. threatens my life and it's armed robbery of yeah. my... of the till, that's still hard for me. But yeah. it's not... It's on the on the grand scheme of things, it's it not it's not to that level. Reaching, yeah, but yeah. then the problem is, and it's partly reason why I wanted to talk about this today, is that um, the white collar crime gets just like dismissed, as if to say it's not affecting all of us. Well, yeah, if you can make the basis. case that it does have more of an effect, yeah. then you know, I think the the person doing an arm robbery and the news agents may. It may foster distrust in the community yeah. potentially, like oh, you know, you you're a little bit like uneasy when you're walking down the street because yeah. you heard you heard on the grapevine in your local area that this happened, or next time you go to the news agents, the person's telling you, oh yeah, like this happened to me two weeks ago, or whatever. Mm. Like there's that distrust that kind of develops, or this um, anxiety in your local sort of area, but it's not like. You, and you can make a call you can say oh, i don't want to live there anymore because crime's gone up or yeah. like we arguably live in an area where it's a bit it's a bit dodge yeah, it's, it's a bit like edge. oh yeah keep it keep you know your wits about you when you're out and about and stuff but it's it's not to for me it feels like well at least that's out in the open yeah <laughs> for for me it's like okay well we know this is happening we it's we, a known quantity it's a known thing whereas yeah. what happens with white collar crime is so in the depths of the darkness you don't ever get to see it 
Not even people that work at HSBC get to see it. How many people work yeah. in HSBC and they're behind the till or they're helping they some... They don't even know They're helping in, a, yeah. a family with getting their first mortgage. Yeah. They're, you know, sorting out the old lady with her pension. Like, they're helping people move accounts or whatever, setting up their kids' savings account. They're not remotely involved in yeah. the amount of like heinous acts that hsbc and That's, other banks yeah. do but bear, bear in mind this is not can't just be hsbc you know for a fact that these other companies are on on it they just haven't been caught yet yeah exactly yeah it's just true and i was gonna say another one because you, you you mentioned armed robbers um so <laughs> you know the endless list of companies that haven't paid their tax mm. so for example case in point let's take vodafone um so if Vodafone doesn't want to pay its tax, they just literally just say, we're not paying our tax to you. Or I don't know how it works, but something I happens. I want to know how Amazon gets away with it. Too. Yeah, like they just, they don't pay, they basically pay virtually, they, I, don't, I don't know how they, they do it. I should probably look into this, but anywho, look, I just want to, so there's a difference between if a corporation says they're not going to pay their tax versus if you say as an individual you're Or Trump gonna... says he's only going to pay 750. Yeah. And then it's like the government all of a sudden, if you as an individual then decide to um, to like put your, paying tax. Yeah, put your foot down and not pay tax, you know what's going to happen to you. You're not going to have one of these deferred um, payment agreements or mm. like it's it's like they they will throw the kitchen sink like people who if they don't pay their tv license the oh, way they're gonna best believe <laughs> like... when they when they do these adverts about yeah. benefit fraud they're like we're coming for you I'm like yeah, right like, okay yeah. it's like... <laughs> meanwhile what benefit fraud is like i don't get me wrong i'm sure it all adds up but then we're not all adding up the bank's um misdemeanors but like it just feels like there's such an imbalance in terms of like the pursuit of of a crime committed by an individual. Who well, yeah, I mean, if you a- literally just added up all the people that commit bad and foot fraud, it probably amounts to, I don't know, generously say, say it amounts to like ten million, yeah. ten ten billion pounds. Oh yeah. my god, oh my god, ten billion pounds. Oh, unbelievable. Like that's impossible. It could be that much. Five billion a day is being right, <laughs> right. So. We we love to be quite choosy about when we're outraged yeah. about those things. Yeah, because yeah, it's true. I'm sorry. If you were to take like any random prison in the country, guarantee you. So let's take our nearest one, Wormwood Scrubs, and you was to calculate the um the total damage of all of the collective crimes and stuff. Mm. I guarantee it's not gonna like even be a like, blip, a Hell blip no. in terms Hell of no. a comparison. But yet society will hate and hold them in yeah. such low regard in comparison to uh, um, banks and corporations, which leads me on quite nicely to the, one of my first theories in terms of why they're able to get away with this. Go on. And that is um, they're able to leverage their social capital. Meaning? So, for example, people that um, that are involved in these crimes, so... No. Are you talking about adverts, like with the the black horse running down the beach and shit? No, no, no. <laughs> no, not even that. Okay. I mean, like, think of your type of person that's involved in these white-collar crimes. So somebody that is... The guy that asked you for drugs. Yeah, or, like, <laughs> even further up the chain, like, the, the bank executive. His dad. Yeah, or... <laughs> now, hand on heart, if you used to see that person in the street, would you think, oh, that's an honourable person? I don't even say honourable, but I, d- I don't know. You it wouldn't, you wouldn't think bad of them, right? 
Well, I tend to. I'm a bit skeptical now. If I see if I see a, a white guy in a suit on a Saturday, yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, God. not on a Saturday. Let, let's say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's that about? But look, you think okay. you're all that? Yeah. There's something sus about you. <laughs> it's not anyway, not but I get. I tell you a point. I tell you a point. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like these people are technically, if you're, if you have a picture of success in your mind, I guarantee, like maybe seven or ten, seven or eight times out of ten, it's gonna be somebody that looks like these people occupying these positions that are then able to leverage their position and enact these crimes, knowing that they will have the the grace and favor of society on their side like they have much higher social capital than say somebody that's done like a, an armed robbery or has shoplifted sorry i'm trying to move oh, do you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. capitalism also allows like the perfect cover for this mm-hmm. because it's like get rich by any means necessary like mm-hmm. um we have so many great areas and like there's so many opportunity for um opportunities for smoke screens to be created yeah and Again, as well, because society's like radar for bad people is set to a certain type of person, these people are very much in a position they where slip they slip through can, the net. Yeah, yeah, very, very easily. Yeah. And I think that's a large part of why Yeah, they leave they leave it up to the likes of you to get yeah. to get suspicion thrown on them when you're walking down the street and do mind your own damn business. They'd hear, rather yeah. that. They'd rather the attention and spotlight and and, you know, crime reduction efforts are spent on you know black men in their 30s living their life (laughs) they'd rather that than any focus spent on them yeah because it's like okay we're probably more likely to hear about oh the police need funding for stop and search rather than hearing the national crime agency need more money to hire more people to investigate these crimes that maybe one of these crimes is collectively worth more than the worth of the people that are in prison right now absolutely yeah. And it's just it's but equally there's also the bailing the bailouts that happen as well so like um the the like in even in covid the amount of effort from governments yeah. to protect corporations yeah. like giving them you know giving them support like all or these ppe subs- um, contracts that have been given yeah. out people that aren't even delivering the ppe like one guy that brokered the deal has been able to pocket 21 million pounds yeah. just by putting him in con- putting the government in contact with that's fraud because yeah. what's to say that this guy that's taken the 21 million isn't then gonna like gift the mp like yeah someone like and we none of that's want... been tracked there's no yeah. audit trail on those kinds of things exactly so, and even in the u.s i think they they um pr- 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 uh, produced a t- trillion dollar relief package for yeah. corporations and they've only given 1200 dollars checks to people yeah and and that's it one-time payment and they've yet to to do anything around protecting people but they've they've ensured that corporations are protected financially and they do the same they did the same thing in canada they're doing the same kind of thing here that they will always jump to relieve companies like of of their burden but they don't they don't allow the same for us and they're like you said they're constantly pointing the finger and saying are you committing fraud are you committing fraud yeah well yeah i mean that's important that we all check that we're not committing fraud and we're not we're paying our taxes we're not just claiming benefits for no reason i totally get that but and I would hate to, that we would. The answer to this is all is that we should give less of a crap because corporations don't. No, we should we should hold ourselves to a high moral standard. Yeah. But but equally, we should ask, we should expect that of the company of those companies. Uh, yeah, and also as well, I really feel like um, not stoop to their level. Yeah, no, well, not even that. Governments, I feel like they've opened up this massive Pandora's box. So, for example, like, as, as going back to the HSBC example, so it happened in, in 2012, mm. you didn't, like, you didn't sufficiently, like, 
come down on them heavy like you would if someone didn't pay their TV license. Yeah. And then it's the classic adage of like, give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And now look, eight years later, still at it, smiling in your face, knowing you're not going to do anything to them. And it just totally just like ruins like our moral fabric. Like our leaders don't... Don't have a spine. Yeah, they don't. And it's like they're being threatened with like... um, what's the word like that company will be like okay i'm gonna close my offices in your country and then we're gonna yeah. make your they leverage everything yeah because yeah. Uh, going back to the hsbc one the um, department for justice um one of the comments that um one of the prosecutors made was it's short-sighted um for us to prosecute them people are not seeing the bigger picture and then if you obviously that's like um code for uh we don't want to lose hsbc business or so many companies are already tied in with this bank or think about all the people that have a mortgage with them or like they're worried about like the the cost yeah and it's just like i feel like politicians are making it worse because if you've opened this pandora's box and you've allowed for this culture of um terrible things to happen like any growth or any success that your country does have is built on this rotten foundation yeah and you're constantly going to be having problems because you you're just like basic it's like a race to the bottom it's like how low can you go at this point yeah. and it's like a challenge like okay the banks are going to get a slap on the wrist for this latest round of um yeah exactly yeah the problems. pharmaceutical companies yeah and they're just gonna the, ramp it up and the then, military like you're talking about um we, we were talking about the arms deals that currently happen between yeah. um these different countries as well and like how that how that's again for pro- the military industrial complex is like that's yeah, all part of this it's, and then yeah. p- when people are wondering like oh what's going on with my country or how come living standards have dropped so much it's it's like i'm yeah, sorry or our wages aren't increasing with inflation yeah, exactly um they're busy trying to maximize profits and they're doing it at any at, by any means necessary there's no real rules in place to stop them so of course your your little concerns are gonna go out the window like yeah it's like they've been given vip status it's that classic yeah, yeah, yeah. thing of like one rule for them and it's like another for in us. order of priority it's corporations and then actually the government themselves they'll protect themselves but they'll protect corporations first yeah and then, then they'll protect themselves then they'll protect the the wealthy then they'll protect the rest of us and then the maddest thing is, is like, it feels like at some point, like, um, the government then gets roped into it. Um, so, for example, like, how many contracts and stuff. And then they're lobbying. Like what you were saying about yeah. COVID? Because yeah. there was other cases, wasn't there? Of they, they sold, so there was a PPE deal. They've also, what was it that you said that they um, hired a consultancy firm? They hired BCG. Yeah, seven, no, um, it was and McKinsey. They, it was McKinsey, like and they 7, paid £7,000 a day for yeah, consultancy. Um, and what what are we getting out of that? Exactly. No, absolutely nothing. We've, we've got like the worst They just do these like cute little Europe. deals just yeah. to make themselves feel better or just to please people. So it's not exactly like it's doing anything substantial. Um, and then it just, when you just look at like the widest like system and tools that of manipulation that exists so for example it's like the tentacles have gone into the government the tentacles have gone into like lobbying groups the tentacles have gone into these like crazy lawyer firms that aren't it's like when i think about that it kind of makes me sad that these lawyers aren't necessarily like um in it for the sake of justice or like fighting their um fighting on a moral standing it's like oh these people are able to pay us the most. Okay, we're going to put our best people on this rather than like 
I feel like the justice system, like in that respect, it's a poison. Has, it inf- yeah, infects so its, many. It's lost its moral standing. Like, mm-hmm. and this is the Pandora's box I'm talking about. Like, and the erosion of our moral fabric. And then you want to then get mad at me for not paying my TV license when all of this is going on. And it's just, it's so, it runs so deep. And then the other thing as well that I realize is like another tool that's kind of used inadvertently for this, like the um. Um, like newspapers and tabloids that are against being intellectual or being smart like they constantly are trying to like dumb down the society or like the right that's why I think like populism is so dangerous because it offers easy solutions to quite complex problems and the solutions are not well yeah because the other thing too is like so many so much of this is based on the fact that our backs are turned and that all of this happens under our nose but then also that it's concealed from us Um, and then the, the the role that media plays in that is that it's distract essentially distracting us right just distracting us from those problems because mm. they're trying to plant outrage or yeah. and, oh, tell us about I'm meaningless stories out, so we should be outraged but i feel like it's the classic misdirection yes exactly and I, yeah and i've exactly. not read the book but i am aware of the concept um is it in animal no 1984 you is need it, to there, read there's, both. There's some, I, I'm scared to read that book because I think it will push me <laughs> over the edge. Um, there's something about, is it the two minutes of rage or something like that? Yeah. Could you just tell me, uh, like, give me a brief overview? Just a, a, uh, it's hard to explain that, 1984, but basically it's, it's this world that is kind of dystopia world. You're allowed, like, they kind of they have these windows where you can um, be angry. So, mm. yeah. And then they have these, sorry, like two minutes of rage. They also have um, these different concepts like group think. So this this is sort of plays into it and how the what you're told, they're trying to kind of get you to think the same way everyone else thinks. Yeah. So this is what you said about popularism. It's kind of that, that vibe where, yeah. you know, we're trying to misdirect you. We're trying to get you to think about these things and think about it collectively. Yeah. Not allow you to derive your own views or have your own your own autonomy over your thoughts. Um, and then they have a ministry of truth where they're trying to which is basically a, a synonym for pro, uh, propaganda yeah so yeah the newspapers and all that kind of stuff where they're, they're curating the information that you're seeing uh, but yeah so 1984 is such a good book for, for this yeah, kind of stuff I, again I, I, I can just feel like the concepts brimming from the book because I've heard people discuss it and you have to read it I, I can't I just I feel it's, like it's going to make me sad I can't no, do it it's life changing it's one of the best books it's like yeah. top three for me mad but yeah it's just like as I said going back to I, I wanted you to mention that because of the outrage because I think about um the outreach that we're being encouraged to hate on immigrants we're being mm-hmm, encouraged mm-hmm. to hate on um like to be xenophobic we're being encouraged like because i know i feel like they know that people are angry with their current conditions and how their life is going and instead and of directing like a- it at this exact thing where yeah, governments are allowing people source. to run free yeah. and exactly and then also as well like um this is just my personal feelings i don't have as much evidence behind it but like when they're against like progressive politics and they're like no change like doesn't happen overnight or they're trying to like stop big radical shifts and like are largely just trying to keep things the same so that they can keep this like ruse going do you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and it's just like we're i feel like we're circling the drain at this point and i just don't know where the bottom is Mm. like the fact that um 
I was watching a podcast with Ashaka. Um, she's a, a writer, and she was basically saying, "Isn't it interesting how um, twenty and thirty somethings that are living in metropolitan areas doing like low, um, low grade, um, relatively low grade, um, uh, low white collar work? So, for example, like you and me, are now being framed into metropolitan liberal elites." Do you get what I'm saying? We're not earning big money, but when for some reason, like they're then selling it to working class people and say Ghoul or uh, Red Car or Workington, that people like us oh, are damn. middle class and metropolitan uh, like elites. Hmm. Do you get what I'm? Do you see how all this this whole thing plays out? And it's like because they know that these people in post industrial um, towns and cities and stuff are not happy with their situations. And then they're now turning it on us. Do you think we're happy with our situation? Like- Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Do you think we <laughs> see ourselves as like... And it's just like this constant... And I know it's this might seem really abstract that I've gone from white-collar crime to like how the perceptions of how we perceive one another. But it's so important in enabling these crimes to happen because the more time that we're divided and conquered and spending our spending our time on on analyzing or engaging in culture wars or or whatnot like the more time that we take our eye off the ball in terms of like it it just pushes like a hsbc fraudulent news report further and further and further and further down the 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 priority and then like six or maybe six years from now they'll just sneak out oh hsbc has paid a fine for that thing that happened in 2020 yeah do you get what i'm saying and then it's just it's so interesting that what it's basically uh providing opportunities for us to pin up pin basically pinning us against each other yeah um and then get your rage out on on that black person in the Sainsbury's advert rather than getting your rage on the that was a beautiful advert yeah i don't get why people hated on that but yeah, I mean, if we all turned our attention to the people that are really stealing wealth yeah. from us. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's so nuts. It's harder for me to... Um, I mean, I've never considered myself part of the liberal elite, if I'm honest. But yeah. like, I think it's, <laughs> it's difficult because we live in an area where if we walk five minutes away, there's these massive 15 Mansions, million, yeah. 20 million townhouses. And like, those aren't even worth that much. Yeah, but I'm, because yeah. the prices, house prices have been hiked up and... It's it's just near impossible for us to I think they say to that, buy anywhere yeah. in this area. But then even in the context of this area, we're we're doing all right considering because there's people that earn less than us that are in council houses. Yeah. There's people that earn less than us that don't unfortunately you can't get a council house. And they're 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 penny one. penny to yeah. penny in private housing. If people we're all linked kept, together because if yeah. you think about the reason why we can't afford a place, it's because a considerable percentage, a considerable yeah. percentage of people living in this borough are, are money launderers. Yeah, and it's stated facts. It's not even like we're we're, no, we're, we're that's not this conspiracy. Up. Yeah. Like Google, yeah. which which boroughs have the most money laundered like play, um, properties in their but in their place? In we're up there, number yeah. two. And then like I've basically just to round this all up. I feel like <laughs> highlighting all of those just to show like just how much um it actually white has collar a crime peeps have at their disposal in terms of tools because if you compare yeah. it to a blue collar person they don't even number one they don't even they can barely afford the lawyer to defend themselves against the tv for license real, person for real let alone for real lobby, like 
a government massive government or, bodies to yeah, yeah or, sort or, themselves out or negotiate a, a, a deferred payment agreement nah, like, nah. <laughs> they're gonna have their guts like yeah it's it's just it's yeah. nuts i but and yeah. when you were talking about the what is the actual impact how far reaching is the impact yeah of an armed robbery as awful as it is yeah it's a very isolated it's an isolated yeah. incident it affects the people even if you like if we were to god forbid like have that situation it would impact the two of us and our families and our friends mm. right and then that's like what max 100 people like max 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 and yeah. they're not going to feel the impact the way we feel it they're just going to kind of feel sorry for us whatever whatever and we're going to be financially impacted because we will have to you know buy everything over again yeah. you know i don't know buy this new microphone or whatever yeah what was it like 30 pound on amazon whatever <laughs> so my point is it's like yeah like there is an impact there is a human cost there is a there is an impact like well you know the the mental cost it takes the emotional cost but what one pass what one corporation does impacts and the damage yeah and the damage and the collateral damage and the financial damage um, and the political damage, the corruption of our political systems and then as the part of that is, process sorry, yeah, impacts so, all of us. Yeah, and then I, I can guarantee you how many of these low criminals are these corporations essentially creating in terms of like their collateral damage because living standards have been pushed down because you're, if your living standards are then pushed down, then, oh, you're going to turn to low-level crime. Yeah. And then the cycle continues. Like how many of them in, in the jail right now have probably been sponsored in one way or another by um, mm-hmm. like corporations crimes like it's just it we can't even comprehend the level of damage mm. and i and in terms of like um just again just to tie this all up um like the our only hope really i feel like is to raise our standards mm. and i know this might seem like nice and fluffy and like oh what are you getting at but um i feel like if you look at the example of like the environment um, and in terms mm. of like the strides forward that have been taken in that respect to the point that now a lot of these companies that are um, <laughs> are serial abusers are trying to leverage like yeah, their trying green to green, credentials. Greenwash. Yeah, gr- you see all these Shell adverts. Look, you know what? Even if Shell does like successfully turn themselves away from oil into like green energy sources, I'm sorry, Madness. the damage has been done. Madness. Man. I, I feel like the key is us raising our standards. Um, so as I said, like, everybody's raised their standards to the point that we no longer really drink dairy unless like a recipe needs it in in food we've we've switched to oat and milk and like a good little <laughs> metropolitan liberal elite that's um, one of the a residual effects of my vegan life for two years <laughs> i just stayed on dairy free but basically what i'm saying is we've all made like various life choices to try and like um do our bit to raise our standards in terms of the environment and i feel like we now need to do that with our morals like so how we practice business how what um like mm-hmm. who we reward with our cash and stuff like if you come across a company that you know that's engaged in this like real talk i need to switch bank i've been mm-hmm. saying it for a long time but i shouldn't be banking with a bank that is facilitating this. Yeah. this sort of stuff and yes the bank might not make as much money out of me but i know me so times principle. 60 million people which is the population of this country mm. like goes a long way to for them to have that platform to be able to yeah i mean they were laundering with money with people's money yeah or like for example all the peeps that have a mortgage 
with a specific bank that isn't like involved in in these activities you're the bank's making money off of you and then it's now turning around saying oh your custom's not good enough we need to get el chapo's like money in like mm. do you get what i'm saying it's not we need to raise our standards like and really come down heavy just on be these savvy companies. customers yeah big time and then another one that just popped into my head um that's another example of like when people raise their standards it like actually can bear some fruit you know um these movements around eradicating modern slavery from supply mm-hmm. chains mm-hmm. similar situation like yeah if we, eradicate money laundering from yeah. supply chains yeah yeah and like modern slavery and like yeah. um making sure that there's no like dodgy um practices happening or child labor being used or like all of that stuff like i, I, really I love that f- they call it modern so yeah i, I think so jokes. yeah because it's not like whips and chains being used or well, probably is mm-hmm. <laughs> probably is like it's not any not any different and i think i was blown away when is it boohoo um yeah in leicester yeah that's mad yeah, you thanks. think it's far away it's right there on your mm, doorstep I know. but yeah i just feel like the more we can like work towards like i guess be woke like as they <laughs> no no we can't no, end on that an we can't I'm end sorry, on that but that's an example of anti-intellectualism the fact that so what what's the opposite of being woke be asleep so that these corporations can continue to bend you over and do you get what i'm saying i'd rather be right woke be, and woke, be, guys, be woke than... <laughs> i love sorry. that love that for us no I, look anyway well yeah no we need to be more savvy much more savvy much more engaged and expect Me, I, better like, from the yourself day, and it's others. the power of the wallet isn't it like you just put your money where your mouth is yeah big time and, it, and if everyone does that on scale it it it, it just sends a message yeah like, anyway buy fair trade don't support For, no like yeah. that's not even if you buy fair trade on mass then the price of fair trade will will decrease to a reasonable amount yeah, oh, yeah the cost of fair trade was more expensive 10 years ago now fair trade coffee is somewhat on par with normal coffee yeah. so just buy fair trade buy fair trade support these wherever yeah. you possibly can like it's not it's not just coffee and bananas it's it's a lot of things so I guess just as well, like, keep an eye out local as well but that's I what i'm saying yeah. about put your money where your mouth is like, like I, this is a way yeah. for you to put your your money dollars to to a plate to like yeah. a, a choice that benefits society benefits humanity rather than contributes to the suffering last thing and i will shut up um this whole you know during the pandemic it's forced everybody to shop locally yeah also don't buy talc powder (laughs) (laughs) there's lots of uh like johnson johnson unilever like all of these kind of companies where they have this like when you buy persil detergent like you're not thinking oh this is unilever this is part of like this massive like moving moving target that like can't seem to be pinned down like can just do whatever the hell they like 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 creating atrocities across the world like another in another world from you like where you're not even like paying attention to what they're doing in other places but you know i can't say oh you know boycott unilever because it's like this ridiculously massive i mean if you clicked (laughs) if you search them it it's a you've got at least 10 products in your house Unilever's that's Unilever right it's just a fact my my question like uh, P&G is another one is that Procter um, & Gamble yeah Procter & th- Gamble they own one one of the crisp companies that, and that shocked the crap out of me I, was, <laughs> I think it's they but like these companies look owns... I didn't say corporations are like this is exactly what they are they're just this, these like uh, t- they have these tentacles they just cover off so many they have a monopoly yeah. on so many parts just, of our yeah. life but if you bought if you bought 
if you bought locally, if you bought fair trade, if you uh, support black owned businesses, if which li- are likely to be local and smaller, not part of Unilever, right? Like the, 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 these are ways for us to kind of do these mini protests of, of sorts where we're putting our money to, to somewhere where we think it benefits rather than harms. Um, yeah. And again, if we all do that on scale, then look, it's not going to change H- HSBC's money laundering or Johnson & Johnson's carcinogenic baby powder. But, you know, it, it's... It can snowball. It's, it's just... I'm not saying this to say, oh, like, if we all band together, we're going to have an impact. No, I'm just saying, like you were saying, raising your standards, like my personal standards, it's like, I want to, just for my own benefit, just yeah. for my own self, I don't want to be part part of that machine, right? It's the only um, way you can... And, and I'm not saying win-win. that you're wrong for being part of it. I am part of it. It's, it's like we said, it's in some ways just unavoidable yeah but if there are ways to avoid it then fair enough yeah i i just <laughs> i just find it interesting when i every time i do a sainsbury shop or something i come right right okay so that's and you can just see how many things are we actually do all that, part actually, of the same company time. it's a it's a weird exercise i yeah. do it in my like head how many corporations are we <sighs> weeks food shop whatever probably comes up to like five companies total. A little Sally May in, in you've bought is You've not, bought 100 yeah. items, but like it comes up to five companies. And you're not even thinking about, oh, that then then gets used to facilitate some sort of crime or fraud. Like, it's yeah. just, the tentacles are crazy, man. But anywho, guys, I hope you've taken some food for thought away from this. I know it's, um, it's one of those ones where like, there isn't Super like- Super depressing. Yeah, there isn't like a nice like note to end can't it on. Can't put a bow on that. Yeah, you can't, I'm sorry. And yeah, hopefully as well, it, it makes you readjust how you, I think we should do the restorative justice one because um, like, how can I put it? If that can go some way towards changing people's perceptions of like a lower level blue collar crime criminal, and like highlight some of the ways that they can turn their lives around, and maybe we can take the spotlight off of these blue collar crime peeps and actually. Do we know shine any? Do we know any criminals that we can get on the podcast? I do, but I'm not gonna. I don't think they'd come on the. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I stole a Kinder egg once. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also stole a lipstick. Mm. I was a kid both times. I remember. I <laughs> funny. I was. I terrified. I shoplifted um when I was in school a pen from Woolworths. And then I thought, oh, snap. like you know those gel pens, the smelly ones, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. blue and it smells like blueberry. Um, I thought like maybe two or three of them. Ooh, um, from Watson. So that then, guy in Curry or in Syracuse was right. No, he was. He was right to ask for you for drugs. <laughs> he he knew there was something about you. No, but I remember the feeling of like watching Crime Watch in the evening at nine o'clock, <laughs> and I thought I was gonna come up. <laughs> <laughs> My innocent little mind. I was in school these times, like maybe like eleven years old or whatever, and I genuinely thought like I was sitting there swaying, like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like uh, they might put me up next because you know they put the pictures of people they want. And he- oh, bless <laughs> you! Let my lesson. Man. I was gonna say like just last one, and I truly will be off. Why have we got this crime watch show? We should be having like national C, um, the NCA watch show or something like. Well, like watchdog for corpse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That should be. Well, that goes to it. Ah, boy. Um, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Um, hope you've learned thanks as always. Thanks for listening. And yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> bye. All right, okay, bye.